Well, hey, everybody, it's Pastor Martin. Grateful that you've joined me today on today's podcast. Let's say something. We're going to be talking about church shootings today. So come on in and let's talk about it. I'll be right back. Well, hey, everybody, Pastor Martin here. Thank you for joining me on today for today's podcast. Let's say something. You know, um, a lot of times we are silent on a lot of things, a lot of uh, things that come across, a lot of things that happen. We don't have uh, discussions and conversations about certain things, and they just sort of pass by, and we move from one event to another event, uh, one thing that happens to another thing, and we really never discuss it or talk about it. But today, let's say something. We want to talk about it today. You know, we have entered into 2020, and of course, in 2019, the last few days of 2019, uh, they had uh, church shootings. As a matter of fact, I believe it was uh, the last Sunday in 2019 when the shooting took place I think that was the 29th if I'm not mistaken and they had a church shooting there in um, White Settlement Texas there at the uh, West Freeway Church of God uh, a shooting there deadly shooting on a Sunday morning from a person that was visiting was not a member of the church but was a visitor and from my understanding had visited Many, many times. And uh, such a tragic event. Two lives were lost. And certainly, uh, we always uh, keep those in prayer that are involved in things and their families and the devastation and also to that church and those that have to deal with it because this was not an event that took place after a service was over. It took place right while the service was taking place. Matter of fact, while it was being live streamed, it was a deadly shooting. And according to the pastor, this gunman had grew angry in past uh, times over money requests that he did not get. And he had visited uh, multiple times and the minister had dealt with him and talked with him. And so when he came uh, this particular Sunday, he came and there was a um, shooting here and things that took place. Um, it is... Uh, something to think about and to behold of how uh, this particular person, a 43-year-old man, killed uh, those persons in church. According to the report, he was wearing a fake beard, a wig, a hat, and a long coat and uh, opened fire and killed uh, Richard White and uh, also Tony Wallace. And so certainly our prayers go out to those families, and also to uh, West Freeway Church of Christ in uh, Texas. Now, I want to say that uh, this is a conversation I think we should have. There's been great debate and argument on uh, whether churches should have armed um, security, whether they should have security guards in churches, and we've seen on many occasions in 
the last couple of years where churches have been targeted, uh, people have been killed. Remember uh, a young man that came to Bible study and killed several people, others that were uh, killed outside. The gunman never entered the church. He just started shooting from the outside. We've had those that have come to church with knives and all type of things with the intent to do some harm or to do whatever. And so just the mere fact that this uh, man brought a gun in and dressed that way sort of uh, would give you pause to have suspicion of his dress and the way he came in and the possibility that he was going to be doing something. My understanding that he was one that had a arrest record going back 2009 for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and uh, in 2013 for theft of property and was arrested also in 2011 in Oklahoma. And so it sort of makes you wonder uh, if uh, he should have been uh, out at all or whether some uh, judge or somebody or whether he fell through the system thinking that he would not do anything that would cause harm to anybody. And so uh, these are things I think we need to talk about as we get back into not so much of a debate, but whether churches should allow uh, armed security in their churches, or whether the members should be armed or whoever should be permitted to carry. And uh, even in establishments, we see sometimes in today's establishments, uh, when you go into eating places, they say no guns allowed on the premises. And uh, But those rules, those of us that follow those rules, we follow them, but then there are others that don't follow them at all. And so if someone comes into that establishment with a gun and starts shooting or something because we are not permitted to carry our guns in there or we're trying to follow the rules, it puts us at a disadvantage. Uh, thankful that this church had uh, security, armed uh, personnel and, and security that were in their church, those that were carriers, and within six seconds or seven seconds, uh, the gunman was was shot dead and killed because uh, in watching the video, uh, probably more and more people would have died had not they had that security in there. And then there were a lot of older people in there that could not move as fast. So, and him having a shotgun, uh, a sawed-off shotgun, looked like uh, we just never know what type of uh damage or how many lives would have been lost so we we thank god for those that had uh security and we thank god for jack wilson uh 71 uh that uh, was the one that uh, fired the uh, fatal shot to uh, take down the perpetrator and uh, it was just a good thing that he was uh, there armed and ready and was accurate with his shot because i'm sure more lives would have been lost. And so let's have this conversation today on this podcast. Let's talk about this because I think it's important uh, that we talk about it. Now, for those of you that are familiar with history, uh, we've seen this back in the day before we had uh, social media, before there were things that we had today. Of course, we've got uh, social media, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, live streams and all those things that we can look 
immediately at stuff and things can be presented. But in uh, 1974, June 30th of 1974, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's mother was killed on a Sunday morning while playing the organ at church. I just finished playing the Lord's Prayer. And uh, I think her name is Alberta King. Uh, she was killed at age 69 in church uh, right in Atlanta. And uh, that was many, many years ago. The young man uh, killed, I believe his last name was Chestnut. And uh, he died in prison, of course, at, at 44. He was younger when he committed the crime. She was uh, killed uh, six years after uh, her uh, son was assassinated, Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, you can Google that and find uh, paper uh, clips on it and find news reports on that particular shooting back in 1974, June 30th, 1974. Dr. Martin Luther King's mother was killed right there on the organ uh, playing in the service. And uh, not, not only her, but a deacon was killed also. So we, we see that this is something that we now have to deal with, of course, when we have legislate, legislators that um, possibly uh, under the, the finger of the NRA and those uh, with uh, about guns and gun control. And I believe that, uh, you know, if you got uh, if you got some sense and you're permitted to carry, uh, that's fine. But we live in a day that uh, the criminals and those that. Uh, get guns illegally or whatever, they don't follow the rules. No matter who put the rules out there, they do not follow rules. They do not follow rules. Do you hear me? They do not follow rules. And so we've got to have that conversation because when you come into a place uh, like church, think about it. If you go to a arena, if you go to a basketball game or a football game, uh, even a, a political event, they would not allow you to carry uh, weapons, whether they're guns or knives or mace or whatever. They would not allow you to carry those things in. I remember years ago when uh, President Bill Clinton came to visit uh, our denomination in Memphis and uh, they bust us in, not from, he came to Mason Temple, they would not uh, let us into the parking lot. You couldn't park in there. But you, they bust us from a certain location, and when they got there, they had uh, security in the parking lot, and you couldn't go in but so many ways. I think it was one way or two ways in, and they had metal detectors and those things, and uh, they were confiscating uh, fingernail files and everything. Now, note now, you may have been sitting way up in the balcony, but that didn't matter. They were confiscating uh, fingernail files and other things that they thought would be any harm to the president at that time. And so same way it is when you go into sporting events and other things, uh, they have metal detectors and, and, and things, even in some schools they have them where you, you can not just go in and take anything, anything that they feel would be a threat, they sort of move it out the way. And so it's the same thing when you talk about church. Uh, we get into this conversation of whether we should have guns in church or weapons in church or armed security. Uh, if you ask me, as being a pastor, I think uh, every church should probably do it according to how they feel comfortable. 
but I also know that those that come to church uh, that that come for illegal purposes or to do something, they follow no rules. They, they don't care if you got a sign that says no weapons. If they're bringing them, they're bringing them. So in my case, I believe we should, uh, if you you know went through the proper procedures and, and got a, a permit to carry, I believe you should uh, be able to do that to protect those that are in your congregation. I believe and I know that the Lord protects us, but I also know that we're dealing in a day that we have to be prepared for those things that take place and come around us. And so I believe we should. Uh, that's, you know, and, and there may be some of you that may disagree when you hear this and, and I don't have a problem with you disagreeing. I, I respect your opinion uh, by all means, but I'm just saying for me, I think that it's important. Uh, you know, I am uh, a pastor, but I do have a carry permit. I do carry what I say you do. Yes, I do. I carry when I don't leave home. I'm like the, the, uh, the commercial don't leave home without it. I don't leave home without it. I carry because you just never know what situation you're going to be in. And uh, so I have a permit to carry. I've never had to use it, thank God, but I do have a permit to carry. And sometimes if I go uh, to my church and I'm uh, the way my church is and where it is, if I go to my church and I'm, I'm there alone or whatever, uh, you have people that come up and down the street you got people you never know what people are going to do so i'm always mindful of the fact that uh you just have to be in a position to protect yourself and it's better to have that position to be able to do that and so i feel it's important i know there are churches that they don't have anything then i know the churches that they don't allow people to bring uh, weapons in but they do have armed security they do have people that's in the church they're like the air marshals on the flights. You never know who they are, but they are positioned in a way. Now, one of the things that I think is important for us to understand with this church shooting, this man came in disguise. He was not a person that just came. He came uh, dressed a certain way with the disguise. Uh, according to the report, uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety uh, said that he had, was wearing a fake beard, a wig, a hat, and a long coat. And so when you think about it, especially in Texas, I'm sure that it wasn't cold. And if it wasn't cold in Texas for him to come in with a, uh, a lone coat uh, somehow should give you pause. If, if he came in, in in a place where it was snowing and it was cold, then that's different. But uh, it's almost like when you see people walking around with hoodies on in the middle of the summer or walking around with a large, uh, long trench coat, uh, a heavy coat in the middle of summer, and they come into your establishment, uh, sometimes it gives you to just take note. And I think in, in church, and not just in church, but we're talking about church shooting today, I think that we should be very mindful. We should always be on alert, no matter where we are, to watch those that are coming in. Not that we want to put suspicion on everyone but we want to be able to watch everyone as they come in to see what they're doing what's going on i think it's important for us to do that uh, a lot of times uh you know we in church in different places of course we're praising and giving him praise and then the people that visit our church we never know 
what their motives are. So you've always got to have someone that won't praise but will watch. Uh, the Bible says watch and pray, so you need someone that will watch. And so you keep an eye on different people uh, when they come in, especially if they look suspicious. Now, they may not be there to do anything, but that's not a chance that we should take. We should always be watching them. And in this case, um, I think the young lady of the one of the uh, men that were killed said that uh, her father, the one that was killed, said that the, the guy looks suspicious. And I think she was the one said, well, maybe that he's just here to, you know, uh, to do something. I think she said it or he said it. I can't remember which one, but they just said they just think he may be here or something. But uh, they they did have a reason to look at him. Now, uh, if someone comes into an establishment or a church and they look suspicious and you have people that are armed, the people that are licensed to carry, you may want to uh, go through something, some type of training to have them positioned in a certain place. Uh, to be in place just in case uh, someone is, is there to do ill will or ill harm to uh, someone in church. Uh, same way it is outside. You know, we uh, a church is an open uh, venue, basically, and it's free to all that come. I, I, I hope we never get to the day that we will have to have metal detectors for people coming in church. I would hope we never get to that day, but you just never know. And so we, we're looking at that. We're wondering uh, what's taking place, what's going on. And so we've got to get to the place that we start looking to see uh, what is happening, what's going on, how do we deal with this. And um, this, this is a conversation that I think we need to have. There are those that say no. There are those that say yes. But at the end of the day, uh, the reality of it is, is that we have church shootings and we've had quite a few in the last two to three years. We've had quite a few church shootings. We've had quite a few that took place uh, doing Bible study in worship outside of churches. This one took place right in a Sunday morning service. Now, if they would have had a metal detector, they probably would have been able to detect that he had a shotgun, but they didn't. And he sit there until they got ready to do communion and uh, then did what he did. Again, we thank God for uh, Mr. Wilson, I believe it is, that 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 uh, was able to uh, fire one shot and stop uh, what could have been a greater tragedy. But it is a conversation that we've got to talk about. Let's say something, whether we can can talk to those in uh, the government in our uh, fields where they make the laws and 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 those that do those things, we may need to have a conversation because this right here is very important and to to see it play out and some type of uh, gun control. We may not can get all of it, but we've got to do a better job when it comes to this some kind of way. So we need to talk about it. This church shooting in White Settlement, Texas at West Freeway Church of God, uh, it was a, a tragedy. It could have been way worse. Thank God that it was not uh, worse than it was. And we still, again, pray for those that lost loved ones and family members. And so um, 
let's have this conversation. Let's get out and talk about it. Uh, I think uh, as I leave today, I want to encourage those of you that are pastors, those of you that go to churches, those of you that have uh, businesses, establishments, or whatever. I want to encourage you to let's start having this conversation. Let's start uh, looking to secure our facilities, to make them secure when people are coming into our services. We want visitors. We want those to come. But by all means, we still want to make sure that those that come, our parishioners, are safe and those that come to worship are safe. And so we've got to do things, and we've got to start not just inside the church, but we have to start on the parking lot. We've got to start outside the church to make sure that we are uh, being watchful and being mindful of those things that are taking place. And so I want you today, let's start having this conversation. Let's start saying something about it. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. Do me a favor, those of you that download the podcast, do it. Share it with someone. Make comments. Uh, you may agree. You may disagree. We won't find out about it. But I want you to certainly let's have this conversation about uh, church shootings and not just church shootings, but shootings in other places, establishments, whether we should or whether we shouldn't carry, whether we should have security, whether we shouldn't have security. No matter which way you go, it's a conversation we need to have. I would love to hear from you. Email me at rrcdmartin at gmail.com and let me know that you want to talk about or enjoyed uh, this uh, podcast concerning the church shootings uh, that took place in um, White Settlement, Texas, that church shooting. And also, uh, while we're thinking about it, we think about uh, the Kwanzaa, the thing that happened in New Jersey, I believe it is, where the young man killed, I believe it was nine people, stabbed them. Uh, you know, shooting crime is one thing, but a, a stabbing crime is is a, a up-close and personal crime. And uh, again, we you just never know what people are thinking and, and where they're coming from. And, and, and when they get in close proximity of a person, you just never know what they're going to do. And so this is why sometimes people say, well, why y'all got to have security guards? This, this is a, a prime example in, in both cases why you need security sometimes because uh, people come and you just never know what their motives are. And uh, we have to be able to protect uh, ourselves, to protect the parishioners, to protect the church, to protect those that come to our worship, uh, that they will feel free to be in our worship without feeling uh, that they will be attacked. And especially church and religious things is just not something that you look for. If we need security in uh, political events, if we need security in football, baseball, basketball, and all of those things, certainly we need to think about security in the church. Well, thank you so much again for joining my pro uh, podcast. I hope to share with you again later. And let's not forget, let's pray for those victims of uh, the White Settlement Texas shootings at West Freeway Church of Christ. May God bless you and may all God's best be yours. I put 